0: You're listening to Campus Review Radio.
1: What do you believe the key messages about Australian higher education that this report is trying to convey?
0: Look, well, I think overwhelmingly it is that the sector as a whole is um, under a lot of pressure, and that pressure is coming from a kind of uh, enduring reduction in um, real term funding uh, for the. For the sector, and also because on the other side of the equation, you have increasing student demand for outcomes and also for quality education. And then, uh, thirdly, there is a significant difficulty that the sector has in terms of managing managing its largest cost base, which is um, staffing, <clears throat> due to you know fairly restrictive um, employee bargaining agreements that exist. Uh, across the sector, which are actually largely out of step with what you would find in the private sector. Mm -hmm. And so, whereas the private sector is moved to a much more flexible, agile way of uh, working, um, the tertiary sector also has the same pressure to move towards that, but doesn't really have the, the flexibility from an industrial point of view to be able to do that.
1: You mentioned that there is increasing student demand, but not enough public funds to support this. So, but, but universities, it's been proven by the Grant Institute that around one in five of their public funds meant for teaching go to research, so don't universities have to take some of the blame for that?
0: Well, um, I think it's shared responsibility. However, you know, the, the bulk of the uh, activity of universities uh, are, um, uh, universities are largely still teaching institutions. And um, it is the government who basically uh, demands that research be a significant part of that. In order for a university to go with a university, there has to be um, a research component and a significant research component to the work that they do. And so, you know, we can't give universities mixed messaging either. So it's important to conduct research, but also it's important to have good quality student outcomes and, and, and provide education. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the balance between research and uh, and teaching is still to be reached uh, and I think um, there is there is a sense of uh, tension between both sides of the house if you like in terms of teaching research uh, as, as a as a relationship. Both are intrinsically important.
1: And you also mentioned that there's restrictive workforce structures um, that's need changing in so that universities can Basically, move along and adapt to new environments. So, could could you just elaborate on that?
0: Well, the classification systems, for example, of who can work at a university, who is an academic, what does an academic mean, um, who is a professional staff, and what does that mean? And then, you know, there's very little flexibility across uh, being both, for example. <clears throat> you know, you can have some people who are employed on a professional staffing basis, but actually could be highly qualified academics in their own right. However, you know, currently it's it's very difficult for those people to have those kind of uh, roles where um, they are, um, if you like, a little bit um, hybrid or or, or mixed roles. And whilst uh, there is a significant need for universities to be more uh, engaged with the private sector, Uh, And more permeable in terms of, you know, having outreach, but also inreach from the private sector into universities. That, um, that isn't enabled by, you know, some of those restrictive current industrial agreements, which, you know, very, very strictly regulate who, who can be an academic, who's a professional staff, and perhaps don't go as far as saying, well, there's a third, um, type of employee here, which is kind of a mixture of both, or even something that we haven't even thought about yet. so the, 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 there's a lot of um, emphasis that goes into those EVAs of describing who's in and who's out, what do they do and what they don't do. And I guess that the main point here is that at this time we really need to be moving towards a more flexible way of thinking about the world of work that, that occurs in universities and how, what, what is the best way to structure ourselves um, in order to meet those demands for students and also for research.
1: So, would you say that most enterprise bargaining agreements in universities are gen- are outdated?
0: Um, look, I think there is a, a need to take a, a good look um, and to really test whether um, to really test whether uh, the uh, industrial in- instruments are fit for purpose um, and really come at it with a much more open-minded view about you know. What's required out of the agreement, rather than how do we protect, you know, what we have, Uh it a it's a protectionist approach that is taken, um, rather than a progressive and, and looking forward approach?
1: Back on the issue of funding. Um it seems unlikely that universities will receive more public funds in the upcoming federal budget. Um, the education minister, Simon Birmingham, alluded in the, at the recent Universities Australia conference that universities might lo- might not like his policy for the sector, which it, which many interpreters code for funding cuts. So, and univers- with universities having to operate under this environment, what do you believe are some effective ways for them to source some alternative funds so they can do their job? Look, I,
0: I think. Alternative funding models will become a reality in the future. And this is where um, the report talks a lot about innovation and finding new solutions um, and also the ability to establish meaningful and functional links back to industry. And what that basically means is, you know, how, how do universities set themselves for an environment where their research product becomes... Um, able to be uh, commercialized, able to be utilized, um, to reach uh, more people to have further impact. Now, to, in order to do that, then you need to start thinking um, uh, much more commercially about what, what universities do and, and, and much more prospectively about the application of one's research into the real world and into, uh, into industry. So I think um, finding new income streams will probably come from the application of the research product but also it will come from innovative ways to access more students both here and overseas by really looking at delivery frameworks. for example online delivery um, and and moving towards true digital delivery, so it's not just that you have lectures online or that you can access uh, some content on the internet, it's actually that the whole system, the whole learning process can occur digitally. Um, thereby really opening the opportunity to have uh, significantly wider access to students both here and overseas, uh, and to make that value proposition compelling, or more compelling, um, to a wider uh, audience or to a wider number of people uh,
1: here and around the world. So in a nutshell, it's it's diversified funding streams?
0: Diversified funding streams that are underpinned by true innovation, and true innovation, I think, is something that, that the sector still to actually define. Um, if you read a lot of the uh, strategic plans of you know many of the universities, the word innovation and and uh, are very present, uh, the very front and center of mind. However, um, they are still very much um, uh, in in their infancy in trying to actually uh, define in a differentiated way what innovation means for themselves um, in, a, in a more competitive and competitive environment and in an environment with, with shrinking um, um, income and, and, and shrinking
1: resources. That's all the questions I have. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, only, only
0: that, you know, um, our universities are doing uh, quite well for where they're at, I think. Uh, sometimes we're quite harsh on ourselves and on our sector. Um, I certainly uh, went into this research thinking that uh, perhaps they could be doing better, but having undertaken this large piece of research and, and, and uh, looking into the, the actual outcomes that are being had in the in the sector, I think we do well with what we have. And, and the real critical aspect is how do we continue to do that in the face of decreasing funding or, or changing funding uh, funding arrangements, and also. What, what is the best way to position um, the tertiary sector internationally going forward?